everyone, and welcome to the Discussions That Create podcast with myself, Jennifer Kane, and my friend, Deva Presence. He is an amazing guy, and we are really excited to have more men on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce him in a moment, but let me big him up a little bit before I do that. So since 2004, Deva, Deva uh, brackets Mark Adam, has been facilitating groups, trainings, workshops, and retreats. He has a degree in philosophy and committed over a decade in training others in health and fitness. Studying, studying extensively worldwide in permaculture, tantra, and yoga um, proves a very unique approach. Eva has written several books and has performed music at some of the best festivals the world has to offer. He emerges many disciplines to create, curate a holistic and transformative experience every time. And he is currently speaking to us from Guatemala. So, hello, Deva. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a powerful introduction. I appreciate that very much. And yeah, let me, just, let me introduce you in the way that I usually do when I'm on a festival. And so I say, yes, my name is Deva, living the life of Seva, just an intuitive mystic with a holistic flavor. And I come from this little island that I call Jamaica, <laughs> sharing the love and happiness from within. And so as I begin, let me honor your presence when you give me your consent to abolish the blockage that may precede your intent and acknowledge your efforts, which you indeed represent to have polished the essence within your being as heaven sent. So thank you for allowing me to be on this podcast with you, and I hope it is fruitful for everyone listening. <laughs> wow, that was so cool. I've listened to you do these, um, you call it lyri lyrical? Conscious lyrical flow. Conscious lyrical flow. Yeah, I've heard you, I've seen your videos, and I've heard you do this before. Um, I think in Bali I heard you do it live somewhere as well. Um, when we were there at the same time and I just love that it's so beautiful it's so unique so I don't there's a million things I'd love to talk to you about Deva <laughs> but the first thing that's coming up because I mentioned that we're excited like me I, I mean me mainly and the women <laughs> to have men on this podcast because I see this divide between men and women in the spiritual world a lot and mm. that is something that I consciously chose in the last year to let go of so my business used to be called rise goddess and I used to predominantly work with the goddess energy and that does not exclude men but there was always this feeling like oh there's just this separation between the masculine and the feminine the women should act this way, men should act this way. And I know that in Tantra, it's because there is a good reason for that. It's not separation, but there's something called polarity. So I'd really like to get a male perspective on that and your perspective being a teacher of Tantra on why it is important or maybe not important to focus on masculine and feminine dynamics. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, lovely. I, I love this subject, actually, because uh, I've just recently really took a very strong stand at actually dismissing the concept as, as a whole. This whole idea that somehow we're supposed to be 
more masculine or more feminine in order for us to create some kind of love, bond, or connection. I think it's a, a, a bit of a farce that is our buying into dualistic thinking. And I believe we're in a, a day and age right now where we're wanting to move beyond that because I actually went through a lot of trauma around this idea of what it meant to be a man. And since dropping that and letting go, I, I feel a deep sense of freedom that has come about in my life by letting go of this concept of somehow I need to be manly or masculine in order for myself to be able to relate to others. And as we're seeing today, there's more and more people coming out that are no longer addressing or identifying themselves as a particular gender. And so if you have people who are non-binary or non-gender, they, they immediately feel excluded from this concept. And I, I choose to be an inclusive person, especially somebody who teaches courses. And I've done men's retreats, but I've also done women's retreats where I was the only man <laughs> in the retreat. And it was quite an incredible experience to feel that quality of mind that feels feminine come alive in a, a, a retreat of just women only. And the beauty of holding the space for that and recognizing our similarities rather than our differences. And so there is a healing that is going on between uh, the male body and female body. Let's put it this way. It's a bit more appropriate to say. And those who identify with gender are non-genders because we're starting to slowly dissolve this idea that somehow we need to identify with our differences and or our similarities and instead see ourselves as human beings having a human nature that are looking to harmonize with one another in the differences that we choose. Yes? yes. And so it doesn't matter whether you're, uh, whether you're in the male body or a female body or transgender or whatever it is you're choosing. What's really important is that we are learning how to love one another where we are and learning how to identify our choices as our own and no longer project that onto others. And so a lot of my courses are not specifically tantric, again, because I, I let go of that dualistic mentality, but about bringing consciousness towards sexuality okay. and enabling ourselves to feel that we can love without need and without this uh, idea that it has to be a particular way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. <laughs> I'm so happy that you said all of that. That is that I, I totally feel that that is where, well, we can all see that's where we're going, but maybe some people are not quite ready to embrace it or not. Um, yeah, there's so much pressure. Like I personally remember, you know, being a little girl, very, you would say maybe masculine, you know, very strong, very outspoken, very like active, proactive leader kind of energy. And it's like when we put children or adults or anyone into these defined roles of this is how you're meant to be as a little girl or as a woman, this is how you're meant to be as a little boy or as a man uh, or whatever in between. It's like, or as a lesbian or as a gay man or a gay woman or whatever, this is how you're meant to be. It just completely makes you separate from yourself. And it's a horrible feeling to feel that you can't be who you choose to be 
and that can change from one day and one moment to the next, can't it? It creates limiting factors. And um, I have some posters online. Um, they're, they're available to receive. Anybody can just contact me and I can send it to them. Or I go, I go a lot of, over the emotional body. And we all have an emotional body. And, some, and what you're talking about is us trying to define the emotional body as either for the male or for the female, which makes no sense. We all have an emotional body. We all have the ability to access love, fear, blissfulness, happiness, grief, sadness, rage, anger, all of these various, like I have seven emotions that I work with as a primary phase. Mm -hmm. I, I compare it to the rainbow, the rainbow of feelings, meaning, you know, what does it make sense to say um, the blue and the green and the yellow colors are masculine or are good, and then the orange and the red and the violet are bad or feminine colors or what have you? It doesn't make sense to judge them as one or the other. And so we all have this spectrum of light inside of us, these colors, these emotional bodies that are coming up in various times of our life. And, it, and for me, it makes more sense to give freedom to that space so that we can honor our bodies that we are encapsulated in and that we are working with and that we're living through so that we can live to our fullest rather than trying to somehow identify our expression, our feelings as something that is to be embraced or not embraced based on some ideology about it being masculine or feminine. Yeah. So what is it that you are playing with in your life that, so you've talked about your emotional body sort of framework for, for things, but um, what is it that you're playing with and being in your life that brings you the most joy right now that is the most fun for you? Uh, I had a very, very intense and difficult time last year. Last year was a really strong marker for me. And I think uh, speaking to a lot of people, they, I've, I've heard a lot of people had difficult times uh, of recent. And it could be in the stars, who knows, right? And um, that has created for me, the ability to enjoy more simple things and be less so affixed to having to strive to get somewhere, right? I have, a, I have a lot more gratitude. I've always had this practice of being grateful, waking up every day and really counting those blessings of life. But now it's, it's kind of a, has a deeper significance uh, beyond this, this striving mentality that I think many of us young adults overall have this mentality of I need to strive in order to survive and get to a particular place where I can finally rest and say I've made it or I've gotten there. Uh, I've let go of that and uh, found a location on this planet where I feel very resonant with and grounding in feels really, really good. And each day I give, uh, I give my priorities towards what makes me feel good in life, which is exercise, which is breath work and breathing mm -hmm. which is connections in terms of like people that I love and I love myself and I, I enjoy sharing time with which is eating quality foods that that really resonate with my my being and everyone is different but I, I recognize those particular foods that feel really good inside my body that allow me to feel alive which is pleasure uh, this is a big part of um, what I teach 
which is engaging with the orgasmic energy in our bodies so that we feel the life force because or, or, or the quality of orgasm, that feeling, which is one of the rainbow, <laughs> orgasmic energy is a quality that we need to be uh, tapping into regularly because that is us feeling our life force energy. And it, doesn't, it does not mean having sexual activity. It literally means opening yourself so profoundly that you can feel your orgasmic energy in your body by just focusing on it. Yeah? And so I have a, a, a meditation called orgasmic heart meditation, for example. And it helps you on your own learn how to move orgasmic energy through the body, especially through the heart space, without any need for genital stimulation, yeah. for example. This is a very important quality that mm -hmm. I think that I love and that I'm also you know, wanting to see happen in other people's lives. Wow, yeah, it is. It is that, you know, a lot of people are now like, oh, orgasmic living. And, you know, we make jokes about it a lot, but it is that sense of being fully alive and, yeah, feeling the pleasure in your own body. Um, so I did actually want to talk to you about... Um, food because i noticed when i saw you eating <laughs> you always had this thing of like this amazing knowledge about fruit and what it can do for you <laughs> and just like well you you study you cultivate permaculture don't you so that's another part of what you do in the world um, so can you tell people who don't know anything about permaculture a little bit about it and why you know so many Fine. good fruits? <laughs> <laughs> fun, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so yeah, so permaculture is a, a design science where we actually spend a significant amount of time focusing through observation practices. How does nature thrive on its own in such beautiful, perfect ways with the world and with you know life as a whole and how can we harmonize with that and so it is a it's a, it's a science that is documented in strategies that have been through our ancestors for generations to come and of course there are modalities where we're taking that intelligence and then adapting it to our modern age today so I love permaculture design I have a free course actually on Udemy let's look up permaculture made easy and you can actually take a full, very exciting uh, movie-like course with me in it, teaching you about permaculture. It's awesome. Cool. So really permaculture made easy on Udemy. Yeah. We'll put a link yeah, to that. Permaculturemadeeasy.com. Super easy. We'll put it's a link to that. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Because because I think that this information is super important that we actually understand our connection to our planet that we came from. We were born out of the elements that are here. And it is, it is unfortunate that most of us live in our minds and are no longer connected to our resources and how they come about. And being able to connect to them means we'll be able to be responsible and sustainable with our efforts. And so when we consume mostly live, fresh, living foods within our local environment, and make that a priority, we are electrically conductive with the plant world and with the earth itself. Because 
it's not just about the vitamins and minerals in fruits and vegetables, which you can talk to any health expert. They all say increase your amount of fruits and vegetables. I don't care if you're eating pizza and drinking beers and, and smoking every day. If you consume a, with, along with that, a, a profound amount of fruits and vegetables, your health will improve dramatically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's just focusing on increasing the quantities of these electric live foods that work with your enzymatic state, with your electricity, because we are a current of energy. It's mostly, mostly what our bodies are made of. And living plant foods have this current and are enabling you to, to embody yourself, to be alive. And so connect with that. Get excited about what is growing locally. And usually when things are local and they're in season, they're cheaper. So just buy a ton of where you are, for example, buy a ton of raspberries and blueberries and, and you know, apples and all these different things that grow well in your region and just chow down, like have 20 apples, you know, like why not? If you feel, <laughs> if you feel your hunger can, can not be satisfied in apples, consume them until you feel satiation. That might be three, four, five, ten. who knows, right? And let your body have a mono meal, which is one particular thing that it can easily digest, absorb, and take in those nutrients into your body. And you'll feel amazing. So yes, of course, if you are learning about how to grow your own food, yeah. then you have this double effect of being able to plant that seed and birth something to life and then be able to complete that cycle by consuming what it's giving back to you. And that's an amazing connection. It's about the connection more than anything else. Great. Well, how would you, um, I don't know if I could eat 10 apples. <laughs> I might get the It is not about have to, it's not about have to. It's more about um, if you have that desire because most people, they feel guilty about eating stuff that they enjoy because they associate it with, for example, uh, sweets or they associate it with like cake that like you wouldn't sit down and eat a whole cake. Or maybe you would. I don't know. You know, but people associate that yeah. with like, oh, okay, this is not good. But if you're eating a fresh food that comes from nature that is specifically designed to for us, right, because fruits are... And certain vegetables are specifically designed saying, hey, consume me. I have seeds in that, that when you digest it, you will reproduce myself. And so we're a part of that cycle, which is amazing. Nice. We have a symbiotic relationship. It's an incredible relationship. And so we are literally honoring that symbiotic relationship by consuming as much as possible until satiation. And then by doing that, we're hydrating ourselves. We are electrifying. We're bringing the current of energy back into ourselves with the mm -hmm. enzymatically rich, vitamin and mineral rich food. So long as, and if, we, and if we know that the food is being grown in healthy soil. And we definitely know if we grow our own food because we're going to take care of that soil. Wow. <laughs> oh, I feel so inadequate. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, inspired. okay <laughs> um yeah no it is well i'm glad i asked you and i wanted to know so now i know it's like quite a bit of hard work um so uh, so yeah we're gonna get it's not so hard if you can just head to this to your local 
organic market or fresh market, it doesn't have to be organic, as long as it's a fresh market, that you are supporting local farmers and you're saying yes to your life and your connection to life. Connect to people who really care, you know, and you'll start feeling that same connection inside. You don't have to grow your own food. That's not your, that's not, that's not it. If that's not your jazz, then no problem. But if definitely find a way to connect to your local people and environment and get busy on that energy because it's going to really make a difference in your life. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I used to be extremely healthy and I did used to be mainly plant-based, but I just stepped away from it. So anyway, what else is possible? Let's see. Um, so when we, so you really listen to your body, everything you eat, where you choose to live, um, who you choose to hang out with, how do you, some people will be so new to all of this that you're speaking about, Deva, and I bet they're interested, but they're maybe like, I don't know how to access that. So how can people connect to their body if they haven't been listening to their body for a long time? How can they start to do that? Fantastic. Okay, so as we pause, breathe in to your body. And feel your breath and your lungs expanding. Feel the belly movement as well. Drop into your body and just sense how restful or how tense the body is. That is primarily the first step that you can do right now. Breathe into your body and feel, am I holding myself unnecessarily or am I actually relaxed? And so most of the dis-ease in the body is the disconnect from the body itself. If we just take the time daily to really tune in and using the breath to help sense what is going on inside the body, we'll be able to more and more recognize patterns that were unidentified before. So the breath is the first thing. The second thing is, let's say if we're talking about exercise or activity, when we start doing this exercise or activity, use the breath once again to tune in. How is this activity affecting my body? Is it you know, causing more of a, a sense of being more connected to my body? Or is it something that's too beyond my limits at the moment? And take your time and pace yourself when engaging with certain activities. Because a lot of people get disassociated and discouraged when they injure themselves. And so it's important that when you're doing activities, whether it's dance or yoga, because a lot of people get injured in yoga, for example, or um, kickboxing or whatever it is that you really enjoy, swimming is a great one, for example, that you're doing this at a pace and where your body is right now so you can see improvements in the long run. Same thing for food. A lot of people just scarf down the food with no thought about it. They're so in their minds. Breathe and feel and take the time when you're chewing to really listen to the body and whether or not the body resonates with what you eat or not. And so I have full programs that go into all of these various aspects because um, I've been wanting to kind of share with people how, how my life has improved over the years because I used to be overweight as a kid and, and I had definitely major health challenges as a, at a young age growing up with indigestion and heartburn and constipation, major constipation and heart murmur and, 
and fatigue and all kinds of stuff that I've improved over the years by really listening to my body and saying, whoa, actually, when I eat this, my body is saying, hell no. Why am I forcing myself? Let me no, no longer consume that. And so I found out by just listening to the body. And my health has improved dramatically, as well as um, my ability to think clearly and help others do the same. Mm. Lovely. Yeah, it's like your name is Deva Presence. And it is like the sense of almost, I don't want to overfill the words, but this is a podcast. <laughs> I don't want to overfill the space with words. But, well, maybe would you guide us in a little meditation? Yes, absolutely. I would love to do that. And I have, I have this meditation if you want to continue doing it on my SoundCloud. You can look up Deva Presence. You'll find this oscillation meditation, or there I just made it simple, yawning meditation. And what this does is this works with your, um, your nerves that run along the front of the body that is called the vagal nervous system. Mm. And it starts from behind the ear. It comes down through the neck, and it comes through the front of the chest cavity uh, along the along the diaphragm down you know to your root and so this helps stabilize the action and reactive phases of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and so if you're wanting to feel restfulness in your nervous system alleviate stress quite simply the body already has its natural way of doing that which is through yawning and so in this meditation is to help provoke and activate this uh, yawning sensation so that the body is starting to activate the rest and digest mechanisms, which means to come into a place of ease rather than in a place of fight or flight, mm. which is, you know, tapping into more of like the adrenals. And so most people, because of their dietary habits and lifestyle, their adrenals are constantly being activated in a very subtle way but they're constantly being activated, you know, stress from like work or stress from like um, driving on the street or, you know, family stress or, you know, just things that they see on the news, they get stressed out, you know? And so it's important to be able to have some kind of method where you can activate your own body's ability to de-stress and bring back a state of homeostasis. So you're just gonna sit upright and you're going to have, normally if you're sitting in a chair, you want to actually have freedom to breathe down so deep that you can feel your breath in your genitals. All right? So that's the depth of the breath that it needs to be to where you're not just breathing in to fill your lungs, but you can feel your belly expand. You can feel your lower belly expand. And you can practically feel the perineum, which is the root between the anus and the sex, the genitals, down, wanting to expand down. So that's the depth of the breath. So you can just try with an inhale slowly. Now the second part of this, as you're doing the breath down and deep, is to relax the jaw. We hold a lot and stay in our mind when our jaw is not relaxed. So you literally want your mouth to be open. And as you breathe out, you breathe out with the sigh sound. The sigh and the ah sound resonates with the heart frequency and allows for your body to again 
a second signal to relax and to start bringing in the mode of rest and digest. And then what you're going to do is you're going to press your tongue down with your, as you're still doing the long, deep inhales down. You press your tongue down and stretch the throat, the back of the throat with the mouth open. And that will activate the desire to yawn. And when you yawn, that deepens the ability to draw in oxygen. And when the body feels oxygenated, the more oxygen that it takes in, the more cooling of the brain. Because the yawning has this ability to activate the breath to absorb and to cool some arteries in the back of the throat that cools the brain, the blood that circulates in the brain. So keep this deep breath, relaxing the jaw, draw the tongue down, stretch the throat, inhale. And get a nice, full, relaxing, ah, as the exhale comes out. <laughs> yeah, you see how easy that is? <laughs> sometimes laughter comes. Sometimes tears come because the eyes want to water, not because you're sad, but the eyes start watering. And all of that is perfect. It's fantastic. You want more of that as you're doing this meditation. Oh, wow. Who'd have thought yawning could be so enjoyable? Very enjoyable. <laughs> and, and now we know that it's good for us too. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. I love that visceral experience of what you've been talking us through today, Deva. And last points. And I, I'm just looking out at nature while I'm talking to you because everything you're saying is kind of coming alive to me in the nature. So, yeah, I, I really experienced this presence of you and I'd, I'd like it to, you know, just expand out and go to everyone listening so that they can, you know, choose to love their body more, choose to be more present with themselves again. And you've given us so many practical tools today, practical, easy tools to get to that place, to have more orgasmic energy in our own bodies, to love our bodies more, to eat well, to be present and to, yeah, to, to just be a bit more ecstatic, I think because I think we're all missing that, aren't we? I mean, I've been in winter for like, what feels like two years, and I'm just like, oh, okay, time to do something different. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Take for example, when you're washing the dishes, watching your thoughts fast, fast, wishing you're watching a maid wash, lost in the blank gaze, and can't see the way the water bathes your skin, stop and go within. See every moment as a glorious place to praise and let the task have you gasped and amazed. You will find you are not the bind to end striving, filling your chest is concave. 
relieve the stress you're confined within. You see, arriving will give you the space to thrive in. Be open to the now by letting all things dust off your shoulder blades and get out of the days. <laughs> cool. Beautiful. What a beautiful man. What a beautiful person. What a beautiful being. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm really grateful for you. Is there any last little bits you'd like to say or are we complete here today? Yes, I would love I would love if you want to know more about what it is I offer and share, you can check out orgasmicheart.com. It's www.orgasmicheart. It's a secure site and there I have my online courses. I also have my retreats listed there. We have festivals that we do. I have uh, festivals that happen in Mexico and in Guatemala that I host. And, you know, I'm doing, my, doing everything I can to provide experiences and ways in which people can really adapt this orgasmic lifestyle of connection to the earth, to oneself, to nature, and to one another. Thank you so much for doing all of that. <laughs> well, thank you for being here today on this amazing episode of Discussions That Create. And yes, I really encourage everyone to reach out to Deva to check out his website and we'll put all the links next to this episode. So thank you. Have a beautiful rest of your day and we will see you all next time. Bye. Take care. That's a lot.